All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday uh, live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time see, seeing my face or hearing my voice, whether you're, you know, re-watching the, the YouTube or you are listening to the podcast. I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contracts for clients and partners, basic brand protection strategies, um, and hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you set all of these things up. If you are wondering if well, I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here. All right. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need, you know, a little bit of guidance because you're like, I don't know what paperwork to fill out. I don't know how to get this license. You know, what do I need to go set up this bank account? Call me. I want to help you. Okay. Hey friends. Um, Hey, is that Um, I want you to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram. It's all over my page on Facebook, um, the at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can connect with me in so many different ways. You can book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can download the free blunts, free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. You can access my digital products like my, uh, video trainings and my eBooks, um, at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. So if you, if you can't make a live broadcast because nobody can make all the live broadcasts, not even me, <laughs> um, you know, you can catch up at your leisure and last but not least at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Uh, y- yes, I say every show girl, you can uh, get your show merch. Okay. You can get your t-shirts. Zephyrina just got her t-shirt the other day. They come in black, white, and navy blue. You can also get your mugs. All right. They too cute, too cute. Um, Zephyrina, you got to um, wear the shirt and tag me in it so I can put you in my stories. All right. But yeah, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can connect for all things NPL consulting. Okay. But, uh, we, uh, that is enough about the business side. We're going to move on to the reason why we are here tonight. All right. Um, Hey, 76 Grim K. So here's how the show works. My friends, uh, I pull stories from the news stories that you lovely people send to me, including 76 Grim K, the unofficial writing team for NPL legal dish, uh, stories from podcasts anywhere. I find inspiration and you, (laughs) awesome. Uh, and you guys, um, Yes, anywhere I find inspiration, I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and um, we 
talk about them, okay? So uh, this is the time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. I want to hear your comments. I want to hear your questions. As long as they're respectful, put them in the box. I'm going to ask you to, you know, give me some emojis and give me some letters and stuff so I know that you're engaged, that you're listening, you know, and I want you to put them in the box as long as you're not driving. If you're driving, please keep the hands on the wheel. I will not be held responsible for any accidents. Keep your hands on the wheel, okay? All right, so let's start our journey into stories. Usually I start with NPL nuggets, but um, again, today I was running back and forth and completely got frazzled, so we will double up on NPL nuggets tomorrow, okay? But uh, let's move on to our stories. If you have ever watched the, the Rose Parade, if you have ever watched the Rose Parade, please give me... Uh, a, a rose emoji or some type of flower emoji. I remember watching the parade growing up as a kid. Um, I thought it was cool. I was like, ooh, they made all those things with flowers. Right? Um, so this is a follow-up on a case that we covered before. Thank you, 76 Grimke. Thank you, Brown Sugar. Um, <clears throat> this, is, this is an update on something that we covered. So if you didn't know, there is a nonprofit organization that owns the trademark to the phrase, uh, to the phrase Rose Bowl and Rose Bowl game, right? Um, and usually the Rose, the Rose Parade, uh, and, and they, and they do the, um, the Rose Parade. And usually all of these things, the game and the parade, they take place in the city of Pasadena. Um, if you remember us talking about this, just give me um, a thumbs up in, in the comments. If you don't, don't worry about it. We talked about it a while ago. Anyway, of course, because of COVID, um, you know, Pasadena was not able to hold the Rose Parade uh, because California was shut down. Hi, the sincere God. So the nonprofit that, you know, owns the trademarks to the Rose Bowl game and the Rose Parade you know, they, they made other plans and they moved, uh, the Rose Parade and the Rose Bowl to Texas, to Arlington, Texas. And Pasadena sued them because the city of Pasadena said that they had, um, co-trademark rights to the name for Rose Bowl and they were contesting the turn, the, the nonprofit that, um, that runs the Rose Bowl and the Rose Bowl game. They were contesting them moving the game to Texas, right? If you remember that, give me a thumbs up. If you're, if you don't, it's, oh, it's cool. Um, anyway, this is an update. The city of Pasadena is so mad at the nonprofit organization that owns the trademarks to Rose Bowl and Rose Bowl game that they are petitioning the USPTO to cancel their trademark. Um, the city of Pasadena, they're like, if, if we can't have the Rose Bowl, nobody can. And they are trying to get the Rose Bowl trademark canceled. 76 Grim K remembers this story. Um, and I want to know from you guys, I think this is kind of petty, right? Now, the city of Pasadena, this is a big money maker for them. This is a big draw, you know, da, 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 da. But you didn't go through, you know, the trouble of getting this trademarked. You didn't, you know, you, you don't even organize the, the, the parade. This is a whole organization. Why are you out here trying to get people's trademarks canceled that you had no part in building? 
Yes, it takes place. It usually takes place in Pasadena, but we literally had a global pandemic. Things happen. There were plenty of contracts that that could not be honored because everything was shut down, particularly in California. Yeah, maybe you lost some money because they moved the game, but what did you want them to do? They're they're not beholden to the city of Pasadena. Um, uh, Brown Sugar agrees. Seventy six Grimcray said they're real petty, petty. Yeah. I just, this does, this does not inspire me to go want to visit Pasadena, all right? Um, but anyway, they're trying to get the tournament, um, tournament of Roses, uh, trademark canceled because they moved the game to Texas. And I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was petty. But, you know, that's something that you can do, apparently. All right. Okay, so, but I, you know, not, I haven't watched the Rose Parade in a long time, but this does not inspire me to want to watch, you know, now. Um, yeah. Okay, next story that we are talking about. If you have ever eaten a Chick-fil-A, if you like Chick-fil-A, give me a chicken emoji or a chick, whatever. Um, if you like Chick-fil-A, give me a chicken emoji. Yes, you know, they, they, I know that there are, some, you know, they've got some stains on their reputation. They're not very, uh, tolerant. Um, but people seem to really like their food. I think I've had Chick-fil-A like once in my life. Um, Zephyrina gave me a chicken emoji. She likes Chick-fil-A. Zep76 Grimke likes Chick-fil-A. I've had Chick-fil-A once. It was cool. Um, and Chick-fil-A is known by the commercials that I see. Thank you, Brown Sugar. Uh, Zephyrina said only their waffle fries. Okay. So they're known for their chicken sandwiches, right? Um, and you know, their, their, their red logo with the white writing. Um, but if you didn't know, Chick-fil-A has been experimenting with, uh, ghost kitchens and virtual and, uh, and something called virtual restaurants and they are, uh, making it a thing. So Chick-fil-A has filed a trademark for little, the phrase little blue menu. It is going to be what they're calling a virtual restaurant where you'll be able to get salads, roasted chicken, wings, and burgers, um, and possibly even a virtual grocery store. The, hey, Canna Cape Cod, um, they are, the, the, fir- the first planned location is in Nashville. I'm not sure what they mean by a virtual restaurant. Um, from what I could read, I think it's something where you'll order it online and then you can go pick it up. It's not like somewhere where, you know, you're going to sit and, and get a waiter. Hi, Ron, 1999. Um, yeah, but Chick-fil-A, they have, they're, they're going blue. They have filed a trademark for little blue menu. Um, if, if you are anywhere near the Nashville, yeah, that's what I was thinking, Canada Cape Cod, because the article did say that Chick-fil-A has been experimenting with ghost kitchens, and I guess that that has transitioned into a virtual restaurant. So, um, keep an eye out for little blue menu coming to you from Chick-fil-A where you're going to be able to get, you know, um, I guess 
more restauranty food. You can get, ro like I said, you could get roasted chicken and salads and wings and things. So it's going to be something a little bit, a little bit, uh, more like fast casual. Um, but how many of you guys would be interested? Oh, 76 Cream Cake asks, what is a ghost kitchen? So I just found out what a ghost kitchen is this weekend. A ghost kitchen is when someone, um, is when someone, they, they basically hire out to different restaurants and they teach you how to, how to make, you know, certain dishes and they give you, you know, the packaging and things like that. Um, and they serve your food. So a friend of mine had it happen this weekend. Her children, they, uh, they have this YouTuber that they follow called Mr. Beast and Mr. Beast, um, has this, these burgers that he sells, but he doesn't have any restaurants. He hires out to uh, restaurants in different cities. He shows them how to make these burgers and these restaurants, they'll make the burgers, put them in the Mr. Beast packaging and you can order it online. So that's essentially what a ghost kitchen is. Um, yeah. Uh, Y'all contact Canna Cape Cod. She'll, she'll be able to explain it better. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so uh, Chick-fil-A is, is going to be coming out with a virtual restaurant. I'm very interested to see, um, uh, Brown Sugar said, why is it necessary to trademark it? It's necessary to trademark it because it's going to be a brand. It's just like if you're, like, if you're on DoorDash or if you're on Uber Eats, how do you know, how, you know, what to, what, what restaurant to order from, right? Um, you need the name. Think about McDonald's. A McDonald's owns Chipotle, but those are two different trademarks. Those are two different types of food, right? Um, but, but they still have both of the names trademarked. So this is the same thing. Chick-fil-A, they're going to own this virtual restaurant, Little Blue Menu. It's own, it may be owned by the same company, but it's a different type of cuisine. It's a different type of audience. So they still have to trademark it. Okay. All right. I hope, um, is that, is that, does that explain it for you, Brown Sugar? Um, all right. Um, but I'm interested to, to see, I, I think I'd be willing to try this. Like I said, I, I've eaten Chick-fil-A like once in my life. Um, but I'd be willing to try this little blue menu if I see it on Uber Eats or on DoorDash or something like that. I'm sure it'll be like promoted as like, you know, a new restaurant or something. Um, yeah, but, uh, okay. Before we move on to our next stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time, no, excuse me. Um, if you are in the, the, the beginning stages of your business, the startup stage, and you, you know, you're trying to figure out, you know, how to get yourself legitimized, or you've been in business for a while and things are picking up and you're like, you know what, I need to get this paperwork in order so I can, you know, really take it to the next level. Or you just have an idea and you don't even know how to, the first step to execute it. I want to help you bring your dream to life, your dream business to life. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation today. Okay. All right. Moving on to our next, uh, story. Um, what is one of the reasons why your trademark can be denied by the USPTO that has nothing to do with opposition? Let's say nobody's opposing your trademark, but the USPTO is still saying no. 
what is one of the reasons why they might be saying, no, we are not going to approve this trademark application? What's one of the reasons why? Okay. What's one of the reasons? Ooh, 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 ooh. What is one of the reasons why the USPTO might, might, might not approve your trademark application, even if there's no opposition to it? I'm going to give y'all like five more seconds because I don't want it to be too quiet for the people in the podcast land. Um, so five, four, three, two, one. Um, one of the major reasons why the USPTO might uh, deny your trademark application is if your trademark is too generic, or at least in your industry. Um, brown sugar, not quite. Uh, 76 Grimke, kind of. It's being used in everyday life or in a specific community. 76 Grimke is on the right track, okay? If your trademark is generic in your industry, so if I'm a hairdresser, right, I cannot trademark the word comb or brush or things like that because those are common in my industry. If I am, you know, a, um, an apple farmer, I can't trademark the word apple. It's cool. Um, so if, as long as a word isn't, gen, if a word is generic in your industry, more likely than not, the USPTO will say no. Um, there is a gentleman by the name of Arthur Koch and he was, <laughs> it's cool. And he, um, and he started a consulting business where he was teaching management skills, uh, management sales skills, right? And he wanted to trademark the phrase inventory is evil. Um, as you know, you know, when you're in business, if, especially if you're selling physical products, you don't want the inventory staying on the shelves, right? You want it out. So Arthur Koch, he wanted to show people how to sell their inventory and he wanted his catchphrase to be inventory is evil. Unfortunately for him, the USPTO said, Hey, in the world of sales and business management, Inventory is evil is a very common phrase. So no, sir, you cannot trademark it. So ladies and gentlemen, it's not just about when you're tra applying for your trademark. It's not just about being generic in everyday life. It can also be generic in your industry. So you want to make sure that you're not, you know, if you're do if there are common words in your industry, you don't want to try uh, you don't want to get yourself in trouble because you're not going to be able to trademark those. Hello, Alan Spain. So, like we said, for if you if you're a hairstylist, you can't trademark hair. You know, hair comb brush. If you're uh, you know in construction, you're not going to be able to trademark hammer wrench crane. You know, if if you are, I don't know. You, I, you guys get the idea. You're intelligent. But yeah, you cannot trademark something that is generic in your industry. So just a lesson for you guys, okay? All right. That was a quick one. Moving on to our next story. If you have AirPods, please give me an ear emoji. If you have AirPods, meaning the wireless earbuds from Apple, please give me 
um, the ear emoji. Not earbuds. They specifically have to be AirPods. If you own AirPods, give me the ear emoji. Um, because uh, the, the Customs and Border Protection just, you know, did y'all a solid. Um, thank you, 76 Grim K. 76 Grim K, if you don't mind my asking, how much does a pair of AirPods usually run on average? How much does a pair of AirPods usually run on average? Um, and if anybody else knows, please feel free to tell me the price. I like big headphones because I lose everything, so I still use like over the ear. My my, I finally upgraded to wireless, but my 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 listening devices are still over the ear headphones. Um, one fifty nine. Okay, how would you feel? Uh, Brown sugar said two hundred plus. Okay, how would you feel if you spent anywhere between one hundred and fifty nine and two hundred dollars, only to find out that your AirPods were counterfeit? How would you feel about that? Hmm? You know, you 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 spent your good hard-earned money on some AirPods and then 2 days later the AirPods fall apart and you go to the Apple store and they're like, "Girl, these are not AirPods. These are not sanctioned by us." How would you feel? Brown sugar gave me two angry faces. Absolutely. Well, this is why we have customs and border protection, and they are out here doing their job and protecting y'all. I got angry faces all over the place, right? Um, the, the customs and border protection in Cincinnati, they recently seized about 36,000 pairs of counterfeit AirPods. They said that um, had those AirPods been real, they would have been worth about $7.16 million dollars okay think about that 36,000 pairs of fake airpods they could end up anywhere you know somebody somebody's you know try sells them and oh yeah this is these are airpods i just bought them you're thinking you're getting a genuine item they've got the logo on them and the next thing you know three days later they fall apart on you this is why customs and border protection is important this is why um trademarks are important when you have someone's logo on your products, when there is a logo on a product, that is, you know, an endorsement of quality. So if you've got these AirPods running around that supposedly have Apple logos on them and people are purchasing them, they're thinking, oh shoot, it has the Apple logo. This is a quality product. I have no problem spending my money. And then of course, look at these angry faces. If you find out that it's not a genuine article and it falls apart on you within, you know, a relatively short amount of time, you know, you, um, you you uh you, you get angry. So I'm gonna tell you all a funny story. So in college, I um I was in a choir and we went to California. And as part of our trip, we spent a day volunteering in Mexico. We were right by the Mexico border, right? And then you know we went and we did a little shopping and we went to this little Mexico Mexican store and I saw this watch. I'm like, ooh, it's a Rolex watch, and it was only fifteen dollars. So I'm like, ooh, let me get my Rolex watch, and I put it on. And we're walking down the street. When I tell y'all, I didn't even make it down the street. The watch fell apart. It literally fell apart on me and fell off my hands. 
okay my rolex watch that i bought for 15 dollars this is why trademarks are important okay rolex was not was not endorsing that watch that fell off my wrist not even 10 minutes later okay um but yeah so so this is why this is why customs and border protection why they they stop counterfeit items because they don't want you know the public out there spending their hard-earned money on fake stuff right okay uh moving on to our another story um actually no y'all y'all laugh y'all laugh at me look i was hurt i was hurt okay Okay, before we move on to our final two stories of the evening, thank y'all for joining me this evening. If you've just popped in, this is NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you need a little roadmap to help you, you know, get that business paperwork done, go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and download the free biz launch cheat sheet today. It will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Brown sugar said Folex. Yes, it was very much a Folex girl. That thing just fell off my hand like woo. <laughs> okay. Second to last story of the night. If you like Starbucks, give me a coffee emoji, please. If you like Starbucks, give me a coffee emoji. And if you are a dog parent, meaning you have a pet that is a dog, give me a doggy emoji. If you like coffee, give me a coffee emoji. And if you have a dog, give me a dog emoji. Toby, come here. Come say hi to the audience. Toby, like, he literally went, looked up at me and then put his head back down. (laughs) thank you for the coffee cup 76 grim k okay uh 76 grim k like starbucks starbucks anybody else anyway um anyway if so in, in case any of you are both coffee lovers and dog lovers uh thank you zephyrina um starbucks uh is going to have a treat for your pup in the not so far in the not too far future. Uh, apparently, Starbucks has recently filed a trademark for the word puppuccino. Um, and what a puppuccino is supposed to be is uh, uh, some whipped cream in an espresso cup that you can order on the side for your puppy at Starbucks. So I guess you know when you're sitting outside. Um, you know, at at their tables and stuff, your pup can have a cup of whipped cream. But I'm like, can dogs even have dairy? I don't give dairy to Toby on purpose, especially not whipped cream. Um, but anyway, uh, Starbucks is saying that you know they're they're gonna they have trademarked the phrase puppuccino because they want your dog to be able to enjoy you know the coffee experience with you, I guess, at their um at at their locations. How many of you guys would be would be interested in uh you know ordering a puppuccino for for your dog or would that inspire you to go visit Starbucks if you could get your dog a puppuccino? I am not taking Toby to Starbucks to get a puppuccino because 
I just feel like dairy is going to cause some adverse reactions to my dog. (laughs) What do y'all think about that? Do you think this is a good idea by Starbucks? I just don't know about giving my dog whipped cream. Maybe if it wasn't dairy-based. 76 Grim Grey said that's too much sugar. Sugar, too, but I'm more... For me, it's more the dairy thing. But anyway, I digress. But uh, if if you're if you're a dog lover and a coffee lover, you know, go down to Starbucks, ask for the puppuccino. It's not on there now, but it's coming. Okay, they're also going to be getting into bandanas and more pet apparel, so your dog is going to be able to represent for Starbucks pretty soon. Okay. All right. Last story of the evening. If you use the Clubhouse app. If you use the Clubhouse app, please give me a C in the comments. If you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's an app where you can basically have voice conversations with people all over the world. It's essentially a big group chat app. And like I was telling Brown Sugar at the beginning of the show, I have a Clubhouse account, but I really don't use it like that because I don't even like talking on the phone like that. Um, 76 Grim Grey does not use Clubhouse. Okay. Um, but yeah, but Clubhouse has been, you know, their star has been rising. Um, people were really into it, particularly, you know, when we were on super lockdown, it was, you know, a, a, a great way to keep connected with people. Brown Sugar, you deleted yours? Girl, me too. Um, you know, it was a great way to keep in contact with people, and people are still using it. My housemate, he uses it all the time, right? Um, but Clubhouse has been Clubhouse has been valued as a pretty successful app. It's been valued at about four million dollars, um, but apparently they're not acting like a four million dollar company. Uh, apparently, Clubhouse they are currently being sued by an Arizona company who has uh, their own network called The Clubhouse. This Arizona company said that The Clubhouse is a a social network for sports, uh, for sports enthusiasts and sports officials. So NBA, MLB, NHL, all of that, right? Um, And on top of that, club, the people who own The Clubhouse app, they never bothered to file a trademark application for the app. Um, So they're kind of like, you know, standing there with their hands out like this, you know, what are we going to do? Um, but, uh, this Arizona company, like I said, they're, they do sports social networking. It's, 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 it's a, it's an app that gets sports enthusiasts or sports involved people together. Whereas clubhouse, it doesn't really have a, have a specific, you know, um, a specific topic. People talk about everything on there, everything on there, even stuff that you don't want them to. Um, but this Arizona company, the clubhouse, they're like, Hey, clubhouse is encroaching on our territory because our app is specifically for sports people. And on clubhouse, people are having these sports conversations. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that the Arizona company are they doing too much or are they just zealously protecting their business name? What do you think? 
Do you think, now obviously the Clubhouse app, the people who run that app, they've been irresponsible. They did not file their trademark application. But on the side of the Arizona company with the sports networking thing, do you think that they're doing too much or are they just zealously defending their brand? What do you think? What do you think? Podcast live. If you want to answer, you can always send your answers to nplconsultingfirm at gmail.com. You know, I don't mind y'all emailing me. Uh, But what do you guys think? Is the Arizona company running the sports networking, uh, you know, app called The Clubhouse? Are they just zealously defending their business name or are they doing too much against the social media app clubhouse. 76 Grimke said they're protecting their brand. Brown Sugar said they're defending. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I think that they are defending it and it does, and also doesn't help uh, on clubhouses, you know, side that they haven't even bothered to try and trademark, you know, their app name. Who knows what, what might've happened if they had done that. So clubhouse may, you know, they, they are, seriously, they, they, if things don't go their way, they may have to change the name of their app. It's not the first time it's happened. It won't be the last time. But again, this is word to the wise. Look how popular Clubhouse got. Even though we don't use it, uh, you know, it's still used by millions of people. And, you know, and they should have, and they should have covered themselves. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So that was, um, so those were the, the stories that I wanted to share with you tonight. We talked about um, the, the Rose Parade. We talked about Chick-fil-A. We talked about the Inventory is Evil uh, trademark. We talked about the fake AirPods. We talked about the Starbucks Puppuccino. And we talked about Clubhouse. So we talked about a lot tonight. Um, if you have any questions about the stories we covered, I'm going to give you all two minutes to get your questions in. Um, we will be back tomorrow night with more stories. If you find anything you want me to talk about, please, please, please send it on. You know, I love when you send me stories. The clubhouse story was actually sent to me by 76 Grimke. She got it in, you know, right on time. Um, uh, we, yeah, so we'll be back here tomorrow at eight. Make sure that you have downloaded the biz launch cheat sheet to, you know, um, get your checklist so you can get your business affairs in order. Make sure you book your free 15-minute consultations if you're a first-time client. Um, you know, let, let's, let's, uh, I want to connect with you. Make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that I can, uh, so that you can catch up at your leisure. There's a lot of ways to, to connect with me and I'm excited to connect with you, okay? Um, so yeah, if you guys don't have any questions, we will end here. Um, and I will see you here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Uh, so I'm gonna give y'all five more seconds, just in case there's a last-minute thing. Five, four, oh, here we go. Miss Brown Sugar said, can a trademark contain words that are made up by the owner? Hey, since they're not, Miss, uh, Brown Sugar, the, that is the perfect type of trademark, um, I don't know if you, we, we talked about this last week, that there are five levels of trademark security. 
And the strongest one is a fanciful term, meaning a word that you make up. So my favorite example is Exxon, the gas, the gas company, right? Exxon is not a real word. It is, um, it is a word that that company made up and it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't refer to anything. So made up words are definitely, those are the strongest type of trademarks. Okay. Um, all right. That was a very good question. If you guys have any more questions about trademarks, make sure you go to the to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and pick up the protect your biz ebook bundle. It has my trade book, my trademark ebook, um, patents and copyrights. All right. Okay. So we are going to close out here. Join me back here tomorrow at 8 PM Eastern standard time. Take care of yourselves. Wear your masks, wash your hands. Look, I'm vaccinated, y'all, but I'm still wearing my mask. I don't care what CDC, CDC say. I don't know who's vaccinated out here and who's not. So I'm keeping the mask on and the sanitizer. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.